Hello, this is Zach Cherian. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast today. We are really excited to bring you this teaching. Please open your heart and, if you can, your Bibles and receive this word from the Lord recorded live at Brazen Grace Fellowship. Genesis chapter 1. Let me turn my volume down so we don't have any feedback. Um, great to see you all in the service today. Great to see you guys. Online family, I encourage you. Let's make every effort, those in town, to come to church. And those of you that can't or need to wear a mask, wear a mask, but be in church. Those of you out of town, I'm so grateful that you are here with us. I love you all. I miss you guys so much. And uh, as Kathy told us on the announcements, I think we're getting back to putting everything together and having church as a family. Please hear me as I say this. I really believe that um, this word that I have um, is really, really crucial. There's, a, there's just an anointing on this word to break uh, the back of lack. There's just an anointing on this word to break the back of poverty. And so I want you to, I want you to open your hearts as I speak this word today because um, it really is going to take faith to receive what I'm about to say, okay? Your religious mind is going to freak out uh, as I say a certain things, but I promise as always in Brazen Grace, I will defend and confirm everything from Scripture. Amen? amen. amen. And, uh, and so I'm really excited. So help me preach today. And, and, and if you can't say amen, say ouch whenever it, whenever it applies. I'm okay with it. I just need to hear sound in the church today. Amen. So Genesis chapter 1 as we get into the word and I'm going to talk to us, uh, talk to you, all of you in this place and all of online family watching live and in a later telecast um, or on demand as they say. Live or on demand, right? You can watch us anytime you want to on our podcast, on our YouTube net uh, channel or on Facebook. Um, Genesis chapter 1, we're going to start at verse number 26 going down to verse number 28. We sang and shouted and screamed in church yesterday and you can you can tell from my voice. So be a little patient with me as I preach but I'm going to communicate what I have to say even if I don't shout it in this place today. So y'all do the shouting for me. Amen. Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 through 28. Let's read it out loud. Ready? Read. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air and over the cattle over all the earth say over all the earth God's intention was not just for man to have dominion over animals and plants it was also over all the earth come on say over all the earth say God wants me to have dominion over all the earth go back to that verse again then God said let us make man in our image and in our likeness can I ask you this question what is the only thing that describes God is it power is it creativity is it holiness is it justice is it authority what is the only thing that if God had an essence if God had an essence what would it be made of love that's the only thing he's made of. So when he makes man in his likeness and in his image, he's basically saying that he created man like love. Please hear me. So the dominion that comes from love is not a dominating dominion. 
It's a dominion or a stewardship that is born out of love. Are you listening to me today? So when we say dominion, sometimes dominionism creeps into the church and we think that we're going to rule the world through who becomes president and who does not win. And we think about, about taking things from the top down. I want you to know the dominion and the kingdom of God does not come from the White House or any authority of power. It only comes through the hearts of God's people. You didn't get anything in church today. You got this. Let us make man in our image. Go to verse number 27, please. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God. When we say image, we always talk about shape and size and look. All that may be true. But the truth of the image of God. In fact, that same language of image is used when describing Jesus being the very image of God and what was Jesus he was love he said if you've seen me you've seen God you've seen father so God created man in his own image in the image of God he created him what male and female he created them nudge your neighbor next to you and say you look just like God say this you are made of what God's made of verse 28 Ready? Then God bless. You will never walk in the blessing until you first walk in your image. God could not speak the blessing until he settled the fact that they were made in his image. This is really important. Again, what is the image? Huh? I'll prove it to you from the new covenant. Third John verse 2 says these words. Beloved, I pray above all things that you what? So the prosperity is the blessing. But notice, there is no beloved I pray above you prosper until the first word, which is what? Beloved. Meaning what? Your prosperity is connected to your ability to know that you are the beloved of God. There is no prosperity without identity. Listen to me, this is really important. Prosperity is not you accumulating wealth. I need you to stop that nonsense thinking. It's not about how much you have in the bank. I know some of the miserly, stingy, poopy people that I've known have a lot of money in the bank, but they ain't got no joy. That's not prosperity. Listen to me. Beloved, I pray above all things that you prosper. Before prosperity comes identity. Tell, say it out loud. Say, before prosperity, before prosperity comes identity. What is identity? The fact that you're made in the likeness and image of God. What is that? Love. Go back to Genesis 28. Then God blessed them and God said to them, say it, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Have dominion, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it. Does this look like you taking over darkness and dominion? No, there was no darkness. There was none of that stuff when he said this. The subduing, the dominion is all about love. And even today, the only way your prosperity is connected to your love. Faith, work it by love. There is no faith. You can have all the believing you want, but if you don't have love, you don't have any faith. And if you don't have any faith, you're not going to walk in what God has for you. This is why walking in an offense kills your prosperity. 
That didn't, no, nobody said amen to that one, B. Don't say that to me because I want to get rich and still be ticked off at my mother-in-law. It's not going to work that way. It's not going to work that way. Let's read verse 28 out loud. This is, I want you to see God saying this to you now. Ready? I want you to, I want you to, I want you to personalize it. Ready? Read. Then God blessed me and said to me, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. Subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. When God says that about you, what do you say back to God? Thank you. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Come on, do it right now. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it, God. I receive it, God. I receive it, God. I receive it, God. I receive it right now. I believe it. I receive it. In your homes, lift your hands and just say, I believe it. I receive it. Come on, wherever you are watching from, I believe it. I receive it in the name of Jesus. This this is for me. This is for me. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As we are studying, thank you, Annie. As we are studying this principle of rest, uh, how many of you know it's probably the theme of our ministry? It, it probably is It's the very thing that God's anointed us at Brazen Grace. Priscilla and I, God spoke to us in 2011 very clearly about you will never be at your best until you operate from the place of rest. Rest, let me say it this way, grace is what Christ has done for me. Say it out loud. Grace is what Christ has done for me. Most of my life I was taught, and a lot of great grace preachers say this, but I tend to disagree. They say grace is what God has done for you. Faith is what I do with that. But how many of you know you really don't have any faith to come up with? The only faith that you have is the faith of God, which means what? That that faith that you have comes from God. So faith is not your response to God because it is a gift of God itself. So you don't come up with faith. You actually receive faith. So let me put it this way. Grace is what Christ has done for you. Rest is what you respond to with that grace. Okay? What does the word rest mean? To trust. To trust. To trust. How I respond to that. So for me to appropriate what Christ has provided for me, I rest. Say rest. rest. Look at your neighbor say rest. rest. For me to walk in and appropriate what Christ has given for me, all things pertaining to life and godliness have been given to me in Christ by His grace. Amen? Now, just because all things have been given to you does not mean you are walking in those all things. So how do I manifest and appropriate all things that are given to me through this concept of rest? That's why I believe it's really important that I don't just tell you what you are, but I tell you how to get it. (laughs) I was having an argument with a friend of mine who's teaching an amazing series uh, about, about who you are and how you are and, and to be rich in Christ. And I said, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to tell my people how to get rich too. Because, because it's, it's, it's important to know who you are, but it's also important, I believe, to walk it out, isn't it? Amen. And it's so important that you realize this. So for me to walk in peace, the key to it is what? Rest. For me to walk in joy, the key to it is what? Rest. For me to walk in victory in my life, I walk in? For me, for me to have walk in authority, I need to walk in. Rest. So therefore, 
for me to walk in prosperity, rest. Oh, I thought the key to prosperity is generosity. Yes, it is. But just because you have a knee-jerk generosity doesn't mean you're operating in rest. Are we listening? This is really important that you understand this. That's why I, I believe in, in, in tithes and offerings. Now, I know a lot of folk don't, but that's fine. I believe in tithes and offerings. I believe in giving to the Lord. But I think there is something greater than you just following a bunch of rules and regulations. It's from obedience from the heart. It's obedience from the heart. So add uh, the rest to your doing. Rest is not stop doing. Rest is doing the right way. Are you okay with me today? Because I, I, really, I really think, I, I really want to change some of our, our stinking thinking in this place. I really want us to change how we operate. Because sometimes a lot of ways we think that prosperity, especially if you come from a faith community, you, you think that, the, that how much money you get is prosperity. In the kingdom, prosperity is more than how much you can accumulate this is really important because we, we think, you know, a blessed life is, you know, having a good job and a, a beautiful family and, and three lovely kids and, you know, and, and, and paying the bills and taking care of my needs and then maybe saving up a little bit for retirement. Praise God. That just sounds like a great, happy American dream. I want you to know that is the selfishest thing I've ever heard in my life. That's the most selfish thing I have ever heard in my life. When you read the book of Genesis, you notice Adam did not have to do one thing to take care of his needs. The blessing was not for him to pay his bills and to feed his family. So prosperity is not your ability to pay for bills and to take care of your family and save up some for your future. That is not prosperity. It's time the body of Christ moves away from a give me this day my daily bread mentality. Because I believe what God wants to do for you. Those of you in this place, there's an anointing for finances today. And if you will listen to me carefully, God will take you not to the place of just living from the bottom of the, of the, of the, of the can. But the overflow that God wants to bring into your life. Listen to me, this is really, really important. And it's all connected to a shift in our thinking. I know we testify about how God came through for us and we got to pay the bills and praise God. God is a good God. But what I'm trying to teach you today is not how to pay your bills. What I'm trying to do today is change your mind to realize that what God wants to give you is not what you need. He wants to give you what somebody else needs. Is anybody listening to me? I want God to take you from living at the bottom of the barrel to living from the overflow from the top of the barrel. Not scraping, scraping the ground and kind of barely making it. Yes, I understand. We've all been there. Some of you are going through that. But I want you to know the difference of season is not in you doing something. It's in you thinking something different. Okay? So that this, this whole concept of just paying for my needs and paying my bills and you're just kind of having a little happy, cute life. Y'all listen to me. That is not, oh, that's prosperity, brother. No, that's not prosperity. In fact, it was never your job to take care of your needs. It was God's job. Notice in the Garden of Eden, the blessing came and then God blessed them and said, take care of your needs, go eat from that tree. No, be fruitful. The reason you are on this earth today is not for you to just pay some bills and to live a cute little happy life with your little babies. 
the reason why God has you on this earth today, and please don't, don't let me underestimate the role of taking care of your babies. It's the greatest thing you can ever do. But I don't want your babies to have to fend for themselves when they grow up. I want you to be so blessed that you leave an inheritance for generations to come. Could it be possible? I feel the anointing. Just a second. How many of you come from your past generation struggling in poverty? Lift your hands quickly. The generation before you struggled to pay bills. If that is you, stand up quickly, 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 quickly. Come on. You, you, the generation before you barely made it. I want to break that cycle of poverty off of you. Those of you watching in your homes, lift your hands if you're listening to me. I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta, I'm not sorry one bit. But I just got to follow, 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 follow with the Holy Spirit. I break the back of cycles of lack and poverty off of your life. The cycle of just paying the bills and just having enough. I break it off of you in the name of Jesus. I pray that you will not live from the bottom of the barrel, but the top of the barrel. In the name of Jesus, pressed down, shaken together, and running over anointing in your, in your life right now. I curse needs only. Now you will meet the needs of the world around you. In the name of Jesus, money will never be a problem. Your children, you and your children will never struggle to pay bills. It is taken care of. I prophesy over you that you're not only going to take care of your bills, you'll be taking care of other people's bills. Not only are you going to pay for your house, you will buy other people homes, other people vehicles. You better listen to me right now. I break the back of lack off of you in the name of Jesus. Shout, I'm entering into my new season. I live from the top of the barrel in Jesus' name. Come on, shout if you believe you received it right now in this place. You may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. God's original intent for man was to provide all man's needs before he was even created. Think about that. It was not, oh Adam, now I want you to go get yourself some food and work hard. All that came after the fall. Paying for his family and struggling for his needs came after the fall. What was the fall? Was it a doing? No, it was a thinking. Adam suddenly runs from God as if him and God are separate and now he has to fend for himself. He has to go provide for his family. It's my wife. I got to take care of my wife and my kids now. God was like, I made you, dude. Before I even made you, I provided everything for you. But because you changed your thinking, you can't see what I have provided for you. Listen to me. This is really important for us to understand. The blessing of the Lord is not to have your bills paid and your needs met. If we're only focused on that, I want you to think bigger. But pastor, right now I need to get my bills met. I get it. I get it. But change your thinking. Change your thinking right now. Change your thinking. Think this way. I want to leave an inheritance for three generations after me. I mean, good God, if the curse, if the blessing goes down to a thousand generations, why can't you believe for that? Why can't you believe if Abraham got so blessed, the Jewish people are still blessed because of that? I mean, give me a break. How blessed can you be that the generations coming after you can be blessed forever? Come on, I believe it. So I want to change your thinking a little bit. Is that okay? I want to deal with this concept that you've been taught all your life. 
And so you almost feel guilty when you have a little bit of it in your hand. Okay, I'm going to do something that's going to make some people mad, but that's okay. You look at this. It's just what came out, y'all. It's not like I carry a $100 bills in my pocket, but it's just what came out. You've been told that this is a bad thing. You've been told that this is, this is the root of all evil. You've been told all your life that this is such a bad thing. And so you religiously preach it and you look at other people that talk about money. You say, oh my God, they're all about the money. All they want is your money in that church. All they want, they just want to, they just want to take and take and take it. And so you start growing because money is the root of all evil. And so therefore I have to hate money. And so it's amazing. So we, we say, oh God, just guard my heart. Make sure that I don't love money. And yet you work eight hours a day minimum to make this. How about I keep you in church for eight hours a day? Woo! No, oh Jesus, no. Oh, really? Church is a problem, but you can work all day for money. And you're telling me that you aren't living a hypocritical life. I want to set you free today. This ain't a bad thing. See, when the Bible says in 1 Timothy, the love of money, people think that you can't like money. No wonder you live this bipolar, dualistic, Gnostic life. You're afraid of it. And yet you work all day and night for it. See, the problem with the church is this, this Gnosticism, this hatred of material. The everything material is evil, everything spirit is good. See, that came in with the eating of the knowledge of good and evil, the tree of the fruit. And that's where that mindset came in from. You, the word love of money is not you liking money. Please, I want to set you free from that. Because y'all know your actions love money. But you try to convince yourself that you don't. I'll prove to you how. You work so hard to make more of that. You don't even have time for your children. I mean, some people don't come to church because they're working to make more. Oh, Lord, don't go there. You sacrifice your children on the altar of money. You don't go to church. You don't have time to read the Bible. You don't have time to pray because you're so busy making more money. That is idolatry, beloved. The love of money is not talking about you liking money or working for money. It's talking about the idolatry of money. Which means what? Money is telling you what to do. Money decides how much you put in the offering. I know I had to hit that close to home. Me and Precious to do that. As soon as the offering plate comes, we start looking at our account. How much do we got? How much do we got? Okay, how much can we give? You notice how we are being, our life is being dictated by the finances we have? You're saying, but pastor, that's where I am right now. It's okay. Where I am, what I am telling you is you don't have to be there. And that it's not God's will for you to be there. But your change of season is one revelation away. In fact, idolatry of anything is a bad thing. Not just money. In fact, Craigie pointed out to me yesterday that in the New King James and other versions, it says the love of money is a root of all evil, not the root. You know what else is the root of all evil? Gluttony. Oh, <laughs> so should I stand here and say, you have to hate food? No. I love me food. But I am not going to let food dictate how I live my life. 
In the same way, I don't let money dictate how I live my life. I was the little kid. Can I get that? No, we don't have the money for that. Can I get this? No, I don't have the money for that. Listen to me, beloved. It, I don't want you to live in a, in a lifestyle where you can't, where you go. How many of you go through the week and you go, man, I wish I could pay that bill for that person. I wish I could meet that need for that person. I wish I could have taken care of this need. I wish I could have done that. I'm telling you, that's the nature of God on the inside of you that's telling you that if you had more money, you'd have taken care of it. It's time we repent of our Gnosticism that has crept in this dualistic existence where in our spirit we hate it, but in our flesh we work for it. I want to deliver you from that and know it's okay. Go work for it. Make more of it. Why? So you can be a blessing on this world. Oh, you better help me in this place today. Like spitting and hollering all over. So listen to me carefully. You want me to set you free? Yeah. The Bible is not telling you to hate money. I'm going to say something to you. Money ain't got no feelings. Somebody said, what if you get an offering from the mob? I will say thank you. Because <laughs> money ain't got no feelings. The only thing I will do is check to see if it's authentic first. The same Bible that tells you not to love the world or the things of the world. See, this is how we misinterpret scripture. The same Bible that tells you not to love the world or the things of the world also tells you, for God so. <laughs> See, when you misinterpret scripture, you will start getting really spiritual about some really dumb stuff. Wow. Wow. You want to know what money does for me? It helps me take care of my girls. It helps me spoil my wife. It helps me pay my bills. It helps me save souls around the world. You want to know what money does for me? You want to know what my money does? The money I give helps people rescue slave workers that are in the sex industry around the world. You want to know that's what my money does. Don't sit here hating on money. The money that you send can actually change the world. Why am I talking to you about this? Because what you attack, you will never have. What about them greedy preachers? I don't have time to care about that. I am busy taking care of needs. Do you know what this church did with all the money? I don't care. What I care about is that I stand before God one day and I say, God, I was a good steward of everything you gave me. You want to know what I do with the money that I have? We pay for homeless people in San Antonio. We pass out blankets to those that were in the winter storm. Through Maharpur's restaurant, we feed a lot of people. You know what our money does? Are you ready? It helps me take care of other families that are in need, pay rent for those that don't have money. You want to know what this money is going to do? It's going to let me one day buy a building debt-free for Brazen Grace Fellowship. That's what money is going to do. The only way I can thrive in this world. People say, but, but didn't God, didn't Jesus say to the rich man, give up everything you've got and only then you can follow me. No, he was talking to a guy that had the idolatry of money. How do you know? Because he walked away from Jesus. What a ding dong. 
He walked away from the guy who could click his finger and get a fish out of water and get money out of the mouth of the fish. The same Jesus who said that to the rich man also called somebody a wicked servant. You know who he called a wicked servant? The one who was given a talent and he took it and hid it. He expected him to make moolah out of it. And God looks at the guy that didn't make money out of what was given to him and said, you wicked servant. Nobody teach you that. It's almost like we're afraid of money. Guess what happens when you walk in fear? You walk in the very thing you're afraid of. That which I greatly fear will happen to you. No wonder we're afraid of money. We're afraid of money. We're afraid of money. No wonder you like money so much. And money is dictating how you live, how you do, what you do, who you can buy. I'm going to say something that's going to make some of you all mad. Especially if you're online. I love you. Please listen to me, family. People that believe that poverty is piety. That being poor is how you learn. is how God teaches you lessons. I tell people this. People who say dumb stuff like that haven't been poor enough. That's the cute American poverty I call. The poorest guy in America was a rich dude where I came from. I had my, my, my boy Paul in the church yesterday. The village that he, he comes from, the, play, the way we grew up as poor kids. We looked to the poorest guy in America and said, my God, I wish I could have that. It's all subjective, y'all. This is really important that we understand this. One of the great ways to realize how much money has control over us is how offended you get when a pastor talks about it. Oh, it's okay for Dave Ramsey to talk about it. But not the pastor. The guy charges you to get you out of debt and you don't mind him. But the pastor comes and says, I'm not just trying to get you out of debt. I'm trying to get you into the place of abundant extravagance. Get mad at the preacher. Lift your hands and say, my money will make money for me. I'm not trying to get you to get out of debt and pay a few bills and save up for your future. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get you to save up for generations to come. Some of y'all are like, oh, but preacher, you don't know what I came from. We just broke that off. We just broke. You have no excuses now. It's over. I don't care how broke daddy, mommy, granddaddy was. It don't matter. It's over. It's over. Could it be that this poverty mindset has crept into our hearts so bad that we actually can't tolerate it and we heart of hearts want the pastor to be poor Oral Roberts would always say that his dad's church they always prayed a prayer it's like oh God you keep him humble and we'll keep him poor (laughs) and when people say stuff like that I say try me because I don't get blessed because of you ask my wife I didn't get a full salary until what year baby 2020 was the first time I ever got my full salary. Did you know that? Did it look like I was lacking? People, everybody be thinking, my God, that dude be living the life. I never even got my full salary, and yet I was living the life. So I don't get blessed because of what I get from a salary. I get blessed because I have a Jehovah Jireh who lives in heaven. I probably shouldn't have said that on, on live TV, but it just came out, baby. Even in the old covenant, the Jews understood 
that a sign of the hand of God on my life was prosperity financially and here we are in the new covenant but pastor we're in the new covenant it's spiritual blessings it's about spiritual blessings second corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 let me tell you what grace does but pastor grace is all about forgiveness of sin and God is able to make all grace abound towards you so you can walk around forgiven no, so that you having all sufficiency in, oh, come on, come on, come on. So that you having all sufficiency in all things. If he said just that, that would be a perfectly good Dave Ramsey seminar. But he goes on to say, may have an abundance for every, a few, no, every good Oh, you better lift your hands and say, I don't just have enough for me. I have an abundance for every good work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Grace prospers you. I like this grace. You better get into the new covenant, beloved. Third John verse 2. Let's do that again. Beloved, I pray above all things. I want to pray today. I want to pray. I want to pray. There's something else God is doing, and I want to pray for some of y'all today. Yesterday, as I was driving to church, the Lord started to give me some stuff in my spirit that there are going to be people in this room yesterday and today that God's going to break out of something what I call stuck. There's money that, is, that belongs to you that's stuck somewhere. It's either a company that held it, withheld it and not given it to you. It's either some inheritance that hasn't come through. It's, there's some, uh, the Lord Holy Ghost spoke to me very clearly and said, there's people that are going to be sitting here where money is stuck. There's finances that are stuck. And you're like, why, why is it not coming through? I believe there's an anointing in this place today to break that off. And I'm believing that in three to six months, that finance will be released to you. I'm, I'm telling you, I really, I really believe that there's something happening in this place. So please hear me while I'm preaching the word. It is important for you to hear the word and receive the word. But I'm telling you, the word and the spirit. My God, I'll tell you what. It's important to put those two together because something is breaking loose. Ready? Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. Can I say something to you? Who wrote this? Who wrote this? John, right? Notice, what would John call himself? The beloved of God. Do you see a little difference here now? The prosperity wasn't only connected to his ability to see himself as the beloved. But all of a sudden the same beloved of God is now calling us somebody else. I love that about John. Not only was he, I'm the beloved and you on the outside. I'm his favorite, you suck. He liked me more than he liked you. No, he's saying, you are now the beloved of God. I'm telling you, your prosperity is connected to your ability not only to see yourself as the beloved, but as to see everybody else as God's beloved. So when I am calling you beloved, I have no time to be envious of your success. I have no time to be envious of what you do or what car you got or how big your house is or oh my God, I wonder what he's doing, what kind of drug deals he's doing to get a house like that. I ain't got time for that. I ain't got no time for that. I am so in love with Jesus that I can only see you as somebody that Jesus loves. Can I move on from that one? Okay. Beloved, I pray that you prosper in all things. And be in health. 
just as your soul prospers. Put that in the, in the Amplified Classic, please. Put that in the Amplified Classic. Beloved, I pray that you may what? Prosper. In? Please listen to me. Please listen to me. Please listen to me. I'm telling you. Everything is connected to your love. Everything is connected to your love. Your ability to not walk in love is what's killing your prosperity. Not only in love with yourself, seeing yourself as loved, but seeing others as loved. I'm telling you, it's all connected to love. Beloved, I pray that you may what? In what? How many ways? That your body may keep well, even as I know that your soul keeps well and prospers. The truth is your soul, your mind is already the mind of Christ. But your will needs to come into agreement with the mind of Christ to know that my soul is already prospering. Those emotions you're feeling are the illusion. That offense that you feel is the illusion. That is the lie. The truth is that you walk in love. The truth is that you are love. And the sooner you accept God's truth, the sooner you start walking and seeing everybody else as God sees them. This is why your soul prospering it's already prospered Jesus did not just save your spirit he saved you spirit soul and body true prosperity is born out of alignment meaning what I align myself with what Christ has done for me in me The break only comes when you walk out of step with who Christ has already made you in the new creation. Hmm? Write this down. I don't have time to talk about this. But prosperity of the spirit is salvation. Prosperity of your soul is the renewed mind. And prosperity of your body is wholeness and abundance. And all these things have already been provided for you in Christ Jesus. The renewed mind is you coming into agreement with what Christ's mind says. It's not you starting, oh, I got to, my soul is not prospering. I got to get my soul. I want to set you free from that mindset. I want you to know that your soul has been redeemed by Jesus completely. The emotions that you're feeling are the illusion, not your soul. How did I do on that one? Because what people, even the faith community say, if your soul isn't prospering, you need to get your soul. No, your soul is already prospering. You just need to come into agreement with a soul that is already prospered. The emotions you feel are not reality. Who God says is reality. Is God walking on offense? Is God mad at anybody? Is God holding anybody's sin against them? Neither do you. That's who you are. That's who you are. Now act like it and talk like it. This whole concept of generosity, especially American generosity. See, we third world people, we give knee jerk. <laughs> we were just taught to sow, to tithe and give. We just do it. We love doing it. And if you were raised in church, you're a pastor's kid, you do it naturally too. <laughs> and I love that. But I want to I change our thinking from only being a need based. It's almost like when there's a need, people will give. Oh, so and so are hungry over here. Let's get an offering. Whoa, the offering is huge. See, we're so need-based givers, we don't understand honor giving. Uh, No, I didn't say honor killing. I said honor giving. We don't understand honor giving because we're constantly only giving towards people that have needs. The concept is giving up 
or giving down. If you are a giving down person, you love to give to those in need because it lets you sit up on your little pedestal and feel better about your pathetic life by giving to somebody less fortunate than you. It's like, oh, bless your heart. At least my life. You remember people that say dumb stuff like, you know, you may be going through a bad time today, but there's somebody else that's going through something worse. I'm like, how the heck is that supposed to make me feel better? That's pathetic. Oh God, I'm grateful that at least my hell isn't as worse as her hell. Like what? Sounds like church, man. There's, I, you know, I was going through a really, really rough season. A friend of mine calls me. He goes, Zach, I just want you to know, it's not just you, man. A lot of folk are going through this. I said, oh, thanks, man. And then we both burst out laughing. Goes, it doesn't help one bit, does it? No, it don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, how does it matter to me that others are going I need to get out of my <laughs> say this I'm not a down giver only I give up too what does that look like see in the Bible God says to Abraham this is really powerful I will bless those who bless you can I tell you something Abraham was one of the richest dudes in the world he didn't need your blessing There is a principle about blessing what God blessed. When you can bless what God is blessing, you won't feel very good. Because you're like, that guy don't need my money. See, that's the problem. You are giving based on what you are feeling. Not the Holy Spirit leading. Oh, we don't mind giving pastor a big offering for his birthday. You know, back in the day, they used to be broke. Now, you know, he got all them kipster clothes and shoes. I don't know if he needs my offering anymore. I don't want anybody to ever feel sorry for me when they give. Don't, please don't give money because you felt sorry for somebody. Man, we had a family in the church recently that came and sat to me and said, Pastor, when we, I don't know how to explain to you about the, 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 the financial prosperity anointing that's over this house. How many of you have seen that in your own life in Brazen Grace? Let me see your hand. I mean, in your homes. You've seen that there's something that this house carries. Why is it? I don't talk about money all the time, y'all. People get mad because I talk about money. The last time I talked about money, I asked my honey, was three years ago. But there's one thing that I need to repent of. It's being afraid of what y'all think. Because I am not passionate. I am, I am blessed, y'all. My mama would say back in the day, that boy is so blessed. He has angels walking around paying his bills off. That was my life. I come from such poverty, you have no idea. And yet, because I always had a mentality that thought bigger than where I was, God always took care of my bills. You could all cut off all my resources and I'll still be blessed. I'm telling you. Not because of anything. I don't deserve a dadgum thing. But I always think big. And if you can think big, money will be attracted to you. Do you know that money only travels in one direction? You ready for it? This has got nothing to do with biblical teaching. I'm going to teach you something. Money only travels in one direction. Up. You can throw it down. Sooner or later, the money will work its way up. I mean, they've done scientific research on this. Because money is attracted to an abundance mindset only. So give money to Abraham? Abraham's not suffering. He's not putting pictures of poor kids in India on his website. 
Beloved, this is really important. Brazen Grace does more outreach. We've been honored by the city. I have a plaque in my office, volunteer of the year. We do a lot in the city. Why? Because God's blessed us. So I'm not saying don't give down. You should take care of those in need. Feed the hungry. Clothe the naked. We love it. We love it. But if you don't understand the next step, which is prosperity. This is really key. This is really key. It's to bless what God is blessing. That means what? I trust in the Lord with all my heart. And I lean not to my own understanding. Meaning what? I'm not only giving to what tickles me. Or makes me feel better about my life. I give where God tells me to give even if I don't feel like it. Have you ever given a not feel like it offering before? I tell you what, some of you who feel like, oh, you know, I just, I just have such a great pleasure when I give. You ain't given a big sacrifice. <laughs> you ain't given every last dime you had in your house. Priscilla and me have had to do it three times almost in our life. Every last drop we had, God said, sow it, and we've done it. You don't know what it's like until you look at an offering plate and you feel like your kidney is going down the aisle. Three points and I close. Ready? How do you rest into my prosperity? Number one, these will feel like trick questions, but they're not. This will feel like trick questions, but it's not. Trick points, but it's not. Number one, how do I walk in my abundance? How do I walk in my prosperity? Number one, don't ask God for the blessing. The Bible says you do not receive because you do not ask. No, no, no. Listen to me carefully. Don't ask God for the blessing. Why? Because he already blessed you. Because he's already blessed you. So when you say, oh God, bless me. Because you forgot to bless me. Lord bless you. Thank you. He already did. He already did. It's in the wrong tense. Change the tense. The Lord's blessed me and he keeps me. Say that. That would be more New Covenant. I'm not trying to ruin your Spotify playlist here, okay? Don't, don't look at me like I'm, I just messed up your Spotify playlist. Don't, don't get mad at me. I'm just telling you how to sing it. I'm not against it. It's nothing wrong. But the problem is when you tell God to bless you, you are telling him you forgot to bless me. The book of Ephesians chapter 1 says, God hath blessed me. In heavenly places with every spiritual blessing. Every blessing. Lift your hands and say, I'm already blessed. Say, because I am in Christ. I am not cursed. I am blessed. So instead of asking God to bless you every day, thank him for the blessing. Thank him for the blessing. I thank you that you've blessed me, oh God. And I thank you that my blessing is not just in heavenly places. It's manifesting in earthly places because I'm down here too. You are now speaking down what God has given you up there. But until you see yourself as blessed up there, you can never work your blessing down here. Say, I'm already blessed. Say, I don't have to ask God to bless me. I just thank him that he already has. For those of you who hate the prosperity message, you love this one a lot. Who? Turn to ask God to bless me. I knew I would go on both sides and make you all happy. So hang in there with me. Say, I don't have to ask God. Why? 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 Do you believe that now? So it's not God who's holding your blessing back. 
It's your thinking. This is why every service we begin with stinking thinking. You got to go. Why? Because it's your stinking thinking that's keeping you from walking in what God has blessed you with. What does stinking thinking look like? I hate them prosperity people. I ain't got no time for that. I ain't got time for that. I ain't got time to hate anybody. Oh, you know, that little $58 blessing. Don't watch it then. My God, change the channel. How hard is it to change a channel? Number two. How do you rest in this? I got three don'ts. <laughs> how do you rest? Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Number one, don't ask God for the blessing. Number two, don't strive for the blessing. Psalms chapter 10 verse 22 in the NIV. Ready? Psalms, I mean sorry, Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. It says these words. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth. If money is such a bad thing, why is God giving you so much of it? Think about that for just a second. Huh? I have tried to pay bills by faith. It don't work. They don't take that. They only take credit or cash. Faith never pays. So cash your faith in your heavenly account for your human cash. People who tell you that it's wrong to command the blessing to come into your life. They have no idea. You're not telling God to give you the blessing. God already gave it to you. You're commanding money to come into your account. You are speaking to money and saying, come to me now. You belong with me. I said this yesterday. My friend, Pastor Felix. Dr. Felix Chivandere from Zimbabwe. Back in 2003, I love him. He told me, he's like, Zach, I want you to, I want you to see Jacob wrestling with God. Huh? He has God in his hands. I mean, how much deeper do you get, Bobby? He has God we don't want blessings, we want you. Open up the sky. Oh, it's so spiritual. We don't want to seek his hand. We want to seek his face. Oh, it's so spiritual. Oh, you beloved one. How many granddaddies in this house? Lift your hands. How many of y'all like to lavish your grandbabies? I mean, you give them so much money, the mom and dad say, you're spoiling my children. And grandmommies. I uh, know mama, some grandmommies back there. Did I only say granddaddies? Grandparents. Oh, the hands went up now. Y'all look too young to be grandmommies. I'm telling you, I'm just telling you. I had to save it somehow. The parents tell you, stop it, you're spoiling my children. Let me ask you this, does it stop you? No! Because it's your nature. <laughs> El Shaddad, as somebody said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I take that name, you'll, you'll lose most of you. Here's Jacob wrestling with God. He's got God in his hands. He has God, creator of heaven and earth, in his hands. And he should have just, oh, you're all I want. Oh, that's it. That's enough for me. No, you know what Jacob said? I will not let you go until you bless me. And you know what God said? I'm not enough for you, is it? 
I'm not enough for you. You want something else. No, God was not offended. God answers that. It's almost like Papa said, mm, this boy gets me. <laughs> he gets my nature. What is my nature? Love. Give. For God so loved that he gave everything about love. Gives. And don't ask God for the blessing. Speak to your mountain. Don't speak to God. Number two, don't strive for the blessing. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich without painful toil. Without painful toil. In fact, in the, king, in the other versions it says, without and he addeth no sorrow. Notice how labor and sorrow are connected. When did the labor begin? After the fall. When did the sorrow begin? After the fall. Before that, did Adam have to toil? No. He didn't even break a sweat and yet he named every animal in the universe. He didn't even break a sweat. I believe God is taking you to the place, listen to me, where the yoke that your job has over you that feels like it is too heavy is being broken today in Jesus' name. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. That job is not your source. Jehovah Jireh is. Number one, don't ask God for the blessing. Number two, don't strive for the blessing. And number three, wait for it. Don't ignore the blessing. Don't ignore the blessing. Don't be afraid of it. This is something I struggled with for a long time. Whenever God would bless us, I would hide about it. Don't put Facebook updates about it because those people will get jealous and they'll think, oh my God, look at him. He's just taking all their money. Joel Osteen is the one who delivered me from this one. He says, wear, wear your blessing. Wear it on. Put that coat. The brothers may get jealous, but put that coat on. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Why? Because you're not saying, look at me. You're saying, see how much God loves me. That he lavished me with the blessing. Because I'm telling you, what you are ashamed of will hide from you. What you're ashamed of will hide from you. Don't ignore the blessing. Meaning what? Don't take what you have and store it up and stack it up. Learn to give. Learn to honor the Lord. Learn to sow. Learn to sow. Y'all, I'm telling you, this thing about honor is so big. The thing about being in church is so big. It's all about honor. Giving is all about honor. See, but honor, you look at it as a duty. I look at it as love. blessing of the Lord 
maketh rich. Not your obedience, not your doing, not your serving. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich. And he adds, no sorrow with it, without painful toil. I want to pray for certain people right now. I already said it and I want to talk to you. Those of you that feel like there is a certain amount that belongs to you, but it's stuck somewhere. Somebody that... Uh, if you're either in a job or you're in some kind of a thing where they took money and they took it away or some kind of an inheritance that is stuck, some kind of a financial thing that you're believing for and you're like, when is it going to come? Where is it going to come? Or you were some injustice done to you in a previous job, in a previous thing and something happened that stuck your money. I believe there's an anointing in this room right now to break that. If that is you, stand up quickly. I want to pray for everybody in this place. financial breakthrough that's coming come on those of you that started businesses but you haven't seen the money come in come 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 you started businesses but you haven't seen the money come through come forward come forward come forward wow can i can i ask you to do me a favor it's almost like we felt guilty about money. I want you to lose that condemnation right now. Renew your mind. Rid yourself of that. Because I, I think what God is taking you into is something bigger and greater. Come on. Come on. Just, just repent of that thinking. Thank God for the stimulus checks that bring you checks. But I'm telling you. The government is not the solution for the problem the church is. And the church will not walk in the blessing as long as we look to the mountains for our help. My help cometh from the Lord. Come on, let's all stand up in this place. Those of you at the back, stretch your hands towards these people with me. Pastor Ravi, come up here, please. Come on, let's pray. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost quickly. Those of you watching in your homes, the same anointing is right there for your business, for your company. Whatever was stolen from you, whatever was stuck is coming into your life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Then let Pastor Ravi pray over you and then I'm going to pray for y'all. One of the verses that pastor preaches on is what we read today. Genesis 1.28 And God blessed you. God created you in his image and then he blessed you. He baracked you. The word barak means he knelt down he just as you adore your children he simply adores you and just as you lavish your children 
with everything you have he has already blessed you with every blessing every spiritual blessing did you know every blessing is spiritual it's all in that mindset it's, you already have it he's already blessed you that abundance mind, mindset you depends on that mindset how you train your way the way you think and what you say and bring it into existence and let me tell you another secret while pastor turning the other way if you are sitting under this man of god he has an anointing of prosperity if you are just by virtue of the fact that you are coming to praise and grace you are blessed first of all i said you are blessed because you are a child of god and because you are coming here just look at your w2 for the last several years however long you've been coming to praise and grace and tell me if it hasn't been going up father we thank you father we thank you father for this message that you want us to prosper even as our soul already prospers thank you jesus even now lord we release that creative mindset every one of us every one of you has been created in the image of god you know god did not create this world he only created the raw earth man created the world man created the lamborghinis and the and the cars and the planes you created the world around you with that mindset father let everyone here have that abundance we release that abundance mindset yes so that we can draw on those spiritual blessings that you've already lavished on us and we can release them into our lives into our businesses even now the lord is opening just think about it whatever it is in your life opening doors the creative mindset in your businesses in your investing you know how why is investing don't say ravi asked me to invest and you lost all your money you know how you know that you invested wisely if if you make money you invested wisely if you lose it you didn't invest wisely father thank you father for the creative mindset for those open doors think about those open doors whatever you want it is yours he said come up here whatever you want it is yours just reach out the lord already has given you everything whatever you want just got to have an abundant mindset i've never had a budget i've never had a savings account my checks have never bounced but i've always known that i am blessed you just need to know that you're blessed and walk in that blessing live in that blessing and money cometh to you money will flow to you oh thank you jesus for that money that is coming we release that abundance how oh, we release unlimited abundance yes of out of what you have lavished every one of us with out of your love we release it we receive everyone repeat after me i receive that abundance i receive unlimited abundance throughout 2021 throughout this decade 
I will be most prosperous in 2021 than I've ever been before. I'll be more prosperous in 2022 than I've ever been before. Whatever it is in your business, God has blessed you and we release that abundant blessing unto you without limits. I command right now every money that belongs to you rightfully that was either stolen from you taken away from you or not released to you come on pray with me every money that is stuck any inheritance any bank account any company any master that has taken your money and hid it from you whatever belongs to you I command right now in Jesus name for you in this place and those watching for that money to be released in Jesus name I break it off of you every dam that is controlling and keeping your money from you I pull down that stronghold now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus lift your hands and say I command what's mine money comes to me now in Jesus name hallelujah 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 Something's moving. Sing it, Kathy. Sing it, Kathy. Sing it. Something's moving. Come on. Something's changing. See His glory. Feels like heaven on 
glory feels like heaven on earth something's moving something's changing see his glory feels like heaven on earth something's moving something's changing say it feels like heaven feels like heaven on earth there is lightning and thunder Miracles and wonder, sound of many waters, heaven on earth. There is lightning and thunder, miracles and wonder, the sound of many waters, heaven on earth. Oh, 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 we're singing heaven. Something's moving. Speed it up a little bit. Come on. Something's moving. Something's changing. Come on. Seeking glory. You say it. You say it. In your homes. Say it. Something's moving. That's perfect. Something's changing. Come on. Seeking glory. Do it again. Say Something's moving. Something's changing. Seeking glory. Hallelujah! Something's moving, something's changing. See His glory feels like heaven on earth. There is lightning and thunder, miracles and wonders, sound of many waters. Heaven on earth, there is lightning and thunder, miracles and wonders, sound of many waters. church building do it right now come on lift your voices call in that building call in on church land call in the building do it now call it in in faith in faith call it in right now hallelujah in jesus name let it be open let it release let it come quickly no more delay in this anointing of wealth and abundance, we call in Praise and Grace Fellowship in San Antonio, our own building. We call it in. Father, I bless your people watching. I bless my family in this place. Whatever they are believing for, I, as the apostle over this house, I say amen. May they have what they say, what they are believing for, May their businesses prosper. May their children prosper. May your ideas prosper. May they listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Creative ideas, creating an investment. Even when there is famine, you will prosper. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the only wise God. To him be blessing, glory, honor, dominion, and power forever lift your hands and say it out loud let your kingdom come let your on earth as it is in heaven in Jesus name you better believe it and receive it take it away Kathy
If you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can repeat this simple prayer with me right now, wherever you are. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am and receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is my Lord. I am yours forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for this teaching. We would love to hear from you. You can write us at ZCIM PO Box 592675, San Antonio, Texas 78259. For more information on ZCIM, please visit us at zcim.org or on Facebook and Twitter at ZCIM Official. God bless you.